Hey friend, welcome to Enough for Today for Wednesday, the 12th of January, 2022. Thanks for joining me. I hope your week is going well. Here we are midweek, so tonight at Emmanuel or live streaming at 7, we will have the second installment of Kickstart. Kickstart your new year. Last week was prayer and Lord's Table. Tonight, I'm going to do a deep dive uh, as much as I can in about 40 minutes into engaging God's Word. And one reason I invite you to live stream tonight is I'm going to uh, do an on-screen presentation from my laptop of my favorite Bible study resources. I'm going to show you a lot of free Bible study, Bible engagement resources where you can go to quickly engage a passage or a chapter or a book of the Bible. And, um, and if you want to uh, go deeper. That's great. There's lots of great resources. I'm just going to try to do a flyby of what those resources are and how to approach the Word of God so that you're getting it for uh, what it really is and what it's really saying so that you can understand it. Um, and that's an important thing. One of the things we do on Enough for Today as we go through Scripture, not only are we learning what the Scripture means, I don't know if you're catching this, but but there's this subtext to what's happening on Enough for Today, and that is we're learning how to study the Bible. We're learning how to view Scripture uh, for what it is in its own context, in its own uh, literal, historical, grammatical, contextual sense, and not make Scripture say what we want it to say, but make sure that, uh, that we're understanding what it says and that we're applying it to our lives uh, and, and, and then obeying it and following it. You can make the Bible say whatever you want it to say if you're indiscriminate and unwise, and if you can pull it out of context. Literally, you can, if you can rip Scripture apart and slice and dice it and take it out of its context, you can literally make it say whatever you want it to say. But God, uh, God said what He meant, and it's our job to understand what He said, and then to follow Him and, and uh, obey Him and let what He said shape our lives. And that's what we're doing right now. So we left off yesterday with this overarching view of the sovereignty and the providence of God, that God sees it all. He looks on from heaven. He knows every heart. He knows the intricacies of every heart. He knows every action, thought, attitude, deed of every man on the planet. He's fully aware, okay? Now, remember the psalm is a call to worship, a call to celebrate God. So these are good. this is good news for the people of God. Why? Because the context is God brings to naught the devices of the heathen, the devices of the pagan. He, he does not let evil go unrestrained. He's the great gatekeeper and the great restraining force for evil on planet Earth. And now the psalmist is kind of playing out the personal application of what that means. So I want you to pick it up with me in verse 16. There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. So a king or a mighty man, a victory, is not merely the product of strength. It's the product of providence. Uh, wars are not won by armies and might and strength alone. Wars are won, what he's saying is, wars are won by the determination of the sovereign providence of God. It was God's providence that allowed the strength or that overcame the strength. It was God's sovereignty that allowed the knowledge and the multiplication and the prolification of weaponry or strength or soldiers or the circumstances like Washington crossing the Delaware in fog uh, with a, an inferior force or, um, I mean, 
we, we can go all the way back through history, uh, the w marching around the walls of Jericho, Gideon's 300 men. God can deliver by many or by few, but it is God that delivers. And my friend, this applies not only to nations and armies and kings and mighty men, but uh, there's a takeaway for you personally that the blessings of your life, the, the, the benefits of your life, the big days, the, uh, the breakthroughs, the open doors, the job promotions, the bonuses, the sales, uh, the advancement, the accomplishment, the achievement, all of it uh, was the providence and sovereignty and blessing of God. Uh, we can't claim for ourselves that we're self-made and we orchestrated all these circumstances and all of our gifts and abilities and we are self-made and self-achieved. And No, that's what the secular narrative wants to be. But we're all subject to the providence and the sovereignty and the blessing of God unfolding. Every good gift comes from our God. So deliverance, victory, safety, protection is a product of God's sovereignty and his providence. Look at verse 17. A horse is a vain thing. Now remember, ancient Israel, uh, they didn't have tanks and, and F-16s and stealth fighters and bombers. They had horses. They had swords. They had spears. They had arrows. So a horse is a vain thing for safety. That's such an oxymoron. That's such a contradiction to the to the conventional wisdom of the day. If you're gonna be safe in battle, you need a horse. You need a lot of horses. You need a lot of soldiers on the horses. But the psalmist is saying, no, the horse, the number of horses is secondary, far secondary to the fact that God reigns and God rules. And if God wants to save a nation or win a battle or bring about a victory, he's going to do it uh, by the word of his mouth or de decoration or decree of his heart. He doesn't need horses and battles. He doesn't need soldiers and armies. He doesn't need power. He doesn't need market influences. He is God. So a horse is a vain thing for safety. Now, I don't have a horse and um, I don't think, I don't plan to. Um, we don't still, at least in this uh, context, fight on horseback for safety. But you know what? We do have our own mechanisms for safety. We do have our savings accounts. We do have our plan B and plan C and what ifs. The psalmist is dealing in broad picture with the what ifs. What if someone is diabolically plotting against us? What if someone has devices and counsel that they're going to unfold against us? What if there's some army out there? What if there's some infantry with horsemen and arrows and weaponry that are going to come against us? What if there's a mighty assault against us? What if? And so every what if of your vulnerability and your risks and your um, susceptibility in life falls under the providence and the sovereignty of God. You know, I, I hesitate to do this because COVID is a complex thing, but I can't help but think of, you know, we live in a world that's basically shaking its fist uh, in the face of God, and then we go about constructing our own devices. And I thank God for medicine and medical advances and medical professionals, and I pray that God would remove this plague from the earth. It is a plague. It is real. Lots of people have suffered. I know many of them. So I don't take it lightly. Um, but here's what I can't escape, okay? And that is that for all of our devices, for all of our ingenuity, for all of our knowledge, here we are two years in and we still barely know anything about this virus or how to control it. And the, the news media makes it sound like the president should be God. 
the government should be God. Like they should be sovereign. They should be providential. They have, they, you know, lately, the last few days has been, they've lost control of the pandemic. <laughs> the implication being they ever had control of the pandemic, which is a ridiculous thought. The implication being that they could have control, that any human entity could have control of the pandemic. Again, a ridiculous notion. But this is the, the ideology of man, the conventional wisdom, that somehow we're going to get control of this. And uh, I think God laughs at that kind of lunacy and foolishness. Uh, my friend, here's the deal. Even the best vaccines, the COVID has broken right through. I know tons of vaccinated people that have gotten COVID. And I know you say, well, but there's well buts for everything. I get it. Okay. And I'm there. I'm glad we have the vaccines. I'm just saying all of our best devices uh, are no match. They don't even come close for the sovereign touch, the sovereign determination of God. If God has determined it, then we're not going to control it, change it, reverse it, remove it. And when God removes it, nothing can continue it. I mean, this is the this is the God we belong to. This is the God that holds us, the God that we serve. So a horse is a vain thing. Our solutions, our best efforts to protect ourselves are going to prove to be vain in contrast to the sovereignty of God. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Talking about the horse or the mighty, uh, nobody is delivered by their own great strength. Okay, so I want to pause there because I want to spend more time talking about verse 18 tomorrow. And just like last week, we landed for, uh, Thursday and Friday on some really good things. I have a feeling that this week, Thursday and Friday, we're going to land on some really good conclusions. We belong to a sovereign God. He is, uh, he is manifestly in control of his universe, which means live your life today. Obey him, honor him, serve him, help somebody know him and enjoy him. Have a great Wednesday. Join us tonight at 7 and I'll see you tomorrow.